Hello, and welcome to The Great Park Hop. My name is Julian James, and continuing to join us live from the Hall Cave, where his multiverse of madness involves an endless supply of empty pickle jars, the man the myth legend Henry Hall, with the one and only Lori. Hello. Every other week or thereabouts, we get together to discuss the latest and greatest theme park news happenings and burning topics from the lands of Disney Universal and beyond. Before launching into things, though, we always like to note that Henry works at the Walt Disney Company. As always, though, his opinions are fully his own. So, guys, how bitter are you that Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party is returning to Magic Kingdom this year when all we got last year was Boo Bash? Oh, man. I'm like lemon bitter. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Pucker up. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, nice to see that it came. I know that, uh, you know, when we were at Boobash last year, I think there was a lot of questions on our end. I think a lot of people in general were wondering, you know, with Boobash selling out pretty much on most of those nights, is this going to be a replacement? Is this just kind of filling in the blank until, you know, COVID numbers settle down? So on one hand, nice to see that like, okay, we've got rid of Boobash, which again, for all of you that uh, that don't remember or weren't listening at the time, we were not big fans of Boobash. It was, it was a pretty flawed event. Am I right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Very, very. It was expensive. It was short. It was hard to like find the the treats at times, like the free kind of like uh, ice cream bars we couldn't find. Oh. I think that's what the we're popcorn. 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 That was it. The popcorn, elusive popcorn. Uh, and like, yes, the, the the rides were you know the lines for rides were were significantly shorter, but still, it was like three hours, not much to work with, especially when we were paying you know over a hundred bucks for for tickets. So. That was a little rough, so nice to see that Halloween party back on the table. And the price is about comparable to what uh, to what Boo Bash was. So what they've announced so far, prices are ranging from $129 to $199. I think Boo Bash's was like $109 to $199. So pretty comparable, a little more expensive. Obviously, I think people were running a lot of numbers online. It was like, up to 40% more expensive than it was in 2019, which is the last time that they did this. But uh, I guess that's to be expected. Just like everything around Disney, prices are not going down. Am I right? Definitely not. Get ready to shell out. Uh, So that's a Disney World at Disney California Adventure in California. We also got confirmation that Oogie Boogie Bash is also coming back. Don't have a lot of details on that yet. No prices, no dates, but we do know that it will be a thing this year. Not too surprising considering it was a thing last year. Uh, but yeah, so so rest assured, it's, it, it, it is continuing to, uh, to be a yearly event at, at California Adventure. This is something I haven't attended yet. You guys have. And this is good times from from if if I remember correctly from your guys's feelings about this, right? Oh yeah, it's 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 a great time. Uh, I'm sure Lori actually could tell you more of how much she enjoys it. 
I enjoy it so much. There's nothing like trick-or-treating at Disney. <laughs> Getting free candy at Disney. Um, and plus two, it's the, what I enjoy more, it's the, like the ambiance, the little special tricks that they do just for the Halloween parties. It's so fun. I do wish they would have it back at Disneyland because I do think you got a little more experience from it. There's is a little better at Disneyland, but I'll I'll do do the Boo Bash in California Adventure. <laughs> but also the yeah. uh, interactions with the villains so that fun. they you that you get during the the Oogie Boogie Bashers really good. They really they re- they it's really a- get the the people the the villains really get into it and they really give you a, a good show. Yeah, it it it's almost like it's like a a a, a slim down like Disney villains night after hours party, but like mixed into Boo Bash, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not bad. I mean, that's that's like a hard thing to complain about. Yeah. Well, the only thing that I do miss, uh, one of the things that I do miss, the fact that it's over at uh, California Adventure is that in. Uh, in the Frontierland area, they used to have like um, scarecrows up, oh. and they would have like comedians, or I don't know if they just got, or maybe they just had really funny cast members up there, and they would just like crack mm. all kinds of jokes on people as they're walking by, and they had like <laughs> like one or two of them doing it. It was it was pretty fun. Uh, it's nice little touches like mm. that that I I did miss that they didn't bring over for Oogie Boogie Bash. But Oogie Boogie Bash is still still really good because I, I believe I did hear confirmation that they were going to have um, multiverse versions of uh, heroes in the uh, in the mm. uh, Avengers campus. So like uh, zombie Captain America, I, cool. I imagine is going to make a return. He was there last yeah. year, right? And we missed it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. That's- that was a bummer. <laughs> yeah, I, th- that was going to be my other question. Was like, you know, uh, given how fun of a surprise that zombie Captain America was last year. Now that we're a little bit closer, if not fully, uh, kind of up to speed in terms of capacity and and everything going on. Like, you know, is are there going to be further kind of touches throughout DCA uh, or is it going to be limited to like boo bash and yeah, like a little Easter egg or two in, uh, in Avengers campus. I think is, is you guys are right. Like it definitely the fun part of Halloween at Disneyland is just like how well everything is just rethemed and has that kind of like Halloween kind of mood to it. And it extends out throughout the park in a lot of really fun kind of uh, interesting ways. So, yeah, it'd be fun if just like a, a lot more kind of weird Halloween multiverse, sure. Any of that kind of stuff in uh, in Avengers Campus would be good times. Yeah, I wonder if, well, I guess we didn't know because we didn't go during uh, Halloween last year. But I know that they, they really deck out uh, Cars Land. Halloween uh, I wonder right. if they're I don't know if they did any decorations in Avengers Campus because we haven't been there 
since it's new and we didn't go in the uh, holiday Halloween time period, I don't know if they did any like decorations in Avengers or not. Hmm. I don't know. They don't do much actually outside of that in outside of uh, Cars Land. They don't do much uh, decorations for Halloween outside. I mean, they do some here and there, <laughs> but it's not as like as extensive as they do for uh, Disneyland. Disney. Yeah, I feel like holiday decorations are more of a thing at DCA than Halloween decorations. Maybe. It feels about the same for holiday as well as Halloween. They deck out Cars Land, and there's kind of sparse decorations throughout the rest of the... I mean, the um, the, uh, the trail is decked out for sure because they do a special thing over there but uh yeah i think most of about the same either way disneyland they seem to go a Mm. little bit bigger on except for they don't have a whole land decked out like cars land but right unless you count i guess like mainstream well something to look forward to uh uh, I think I can officially state for sure we're having a family trip there in uh, October, so we'll be able to see firsthand. Looking forward to that. Definitely looking forward to Avengers Campus for sure, seeing what they do there. Sounds like you guys may, uh, may be down there as well. For sure you'll be down there at some point, yeah. Hopefully. I mean, that's usually, we usually make our trip in October to celebrate our anniversary. Uh, hope to this year, but we'll see. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, it sounds like we at least are going to have my firsthand feedback, potentially your guys's as well. So it'll be interesting to see how things roll, uh, roll with that. But yeah. Um, and then over speaking of new Avengers things, so over in Epcot right now, we have this Guardians of the Galaxy coaster. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Been talking a little bit about it. It's in that uh, that former Ellen's Energy Pavilion, um, and currently scheduled to be open May twenty seventh. But man, they've been holding just a metric ton of previews for cast members, previews for influencers. Uh, it sounds like uh, I don't know if the DVC previews have already happened and pass holder previews, but. Uh, there's just tons of previews going and and they have been totally open with sharing ride POVs and tons of video footage. So basically it's all out there already. Uh, so if that's, if that's your kind of a thing, you, you don't mind being spoiled, then yeah, have at it because it's, it's all there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, from everything that everyone's been showing, it is, uh, it is pretty, Fantastic. It sounds like it's a little on the shorter side. Sounds like it's very reliant on video screens, <laughs> a la kind of a universal ride. I guess there's no uh, audio animatronics or anything like that, which is which is too bad considering how fantastic that Rocket Raccoon animatronic is at uh, at Operation Breakout in DC. Oh yeah, right? that that's a awesome little raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like such a great introduction where you're like, whoa, okay, here we go. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> this is happening right now. It feels very unexpected, but very, very welcome. Like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. It uh, a lot of charm there. So I, I I read more than a few reactions of people that uh, were saying like, yeah, just like something like that, even just like at the beginning or at the end, would have uh, would have helped kind of just liven up things a little bit. But generally, still very positive reviews. Uh, the one interesting thing too that I was picking up was that they uh, they did a pretty interesting thing in terms of how their kind of theming this and how the, the the fiction of it. So the idea being that, um, you know, this, this guardians coaster is housed in this, uh, is housed in its own pavilion. And it's themed as if like, Oh, the the people of Xandar have come down and, and set up this pavilion to show off their technology to the people of earth. And then of course, you know, crazy disaster happens. You have to transport to, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy universe, and then do a whole bunch of fun stuff there. So, very cool pre-shows from what I could pick up too, which again seems to be like a big thing that they're doing at Disney. Which I always appreciate a good pre-show, like especially how popular some of these rides are. Uh, and you know when they, you know, that Rise of the Resistance pre-show is obviously incredible. Like there's just so many elements to it. And it makes waiting in line a little bit more interesting. The uh, the Web Slingers uh, one was not that great. It was a lot of just kind of like the, the exterior of the building was cool. And that one little Peter Parker video was cool. But uh, but yeah, always appreciate a good pre-show. The uh, Mickey's, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Coaster. Uh, that, that, was was that, that one was good. Fantastic. That was that was that was where it was at for sure. Even just like going inside that theater and there being all of those uh, all of those billboards and posters up was really fun. But yeah, the, I mean the actual screening of that little short with the the uh, crash on the train was, was incredible. Oh, it's very again very un- unexpected, but like super cool. Like I just love that making it kind of like a, a making it more immersive for the experience type thing. Yeah. I, it still kind of felt weird being in the movie theater type building, but, uh, Oh, it's still fun. I guess since you're actually watching a movie, so maybe, maybe yeah. less. I mean, in Toontown at Disneyland where runaway runaway railway is going to be, I mean, they are building a theater, huh. <laughs> right? The Capitoon theater is being built. For that, uh, for that pre-show. Okay. So, uh, even though great movie ride was in the was in the uh, was in the old ride building at Hollywood uh, Studios, they're just like, you know what? Let's just keep <laughs> it. <laughs> Let's just build a theater. Sure, sure. Why not? Um, so yeah, it's it's clearly something that they're committed to. But yeah, pre-shows, man. This is this is the wave of the future, and I'm all for it. And yeah, speaking of Disneyland, though, another big chunk of news dropped we we had uh, there were rumors around this and even some leaked concept art uh and really it's about time that something happened but the paradise pier hotel which is kind of if you will i'm, I'm putting this in very bold quotes the quote end quote budget option <laughs> of the on-site disneyland hotels 
budget being like, yeah, like 500 bucks a night or 300 bucks a night if it's the low season, um, if you're lucky. That's going to be rethemed to something Pixar, basically just general Pixar themed. It's not quite Toy Story themed, which uh, which some of the other Disney Park hotels are around the world. There's a Toy Story Hotel in Shanghai, Toy Story Hotel that they just built in Tokyo. Um, but this is just like general Pixar, which works very well considering Paradise Pier in California Adventure was rethemed to now Pixar Pier. It always felt a little weird that Paradise Pier Hotel still existed there. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a welcome changeover for sure. Not a lot of details there. Uh, even the concept art was pretty light. It was just like a, 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 a very high level exterior and a very high level kind of like lobby interior shot. Minor theming, not a ton of stuff here. I wouldn't expect this is going to be like a really heavy hitter in terms of like a, a strongly themed experience, but, uh, but that would be cool if it was, but yeah, I, I, I doubt it considering even paradise pier was not super strong in their theming. They, 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 they put the budget in budget, <laughs> if you will. Um, but the, but the only other piece of info that we have is that they also confirmed that it will just like the grand Californian, it'll also have its own, theme park entrance and it was a little it was a little murky in terms of is it going to be a separate entrance from the grand californian or is it just going to be a walkway that connects to the grand californian entrance feels like that's a that's a bit of a walk <laughs> for that to be the case and it would maybe make a little more sense considering it, it it is like literally across the street from the uh the walls of pixar pier it seems like maybe just like a sky bridge or something like that would make sense who knows? Anyway, it's going to connect right into the parks, which is always fantastic, right? Like, what a what a great park that is. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be the the one big, I mean, big thing to, to stay at. At the, I guess it would be Pixar Pier Hotel when they're done. Yeah. I think that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. That is, for me, that's the biggest draw of staying at a place like Grand Californian, which I, uh, it's so expensive. Uh, you know, maybe if it was like a once in a lifetime trip, then sure, maybe it would make sense. But, uh, but yeah, having that, having your own separate entrance to Grizzly Peak and California Adventures, pretty banging. That's, that is, now that's a perk. You're right. That is a perk, Henry Hall. Uh, so, yeah, that ability sounds pretty good to me. So yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe that'll be the thing that uh, that convinces all of us to just pony up a little extra cash and stay at the Pixar Pier Hotel. I mean, I think that was always kind of the idea, like before uh, Grand California, was that when initially how the monorail went all the way to the uh, uh, the Disney Disneyland Hotel. You could just take the the monorail into the park so you didn't have to walk all that distance. But then that became a big thing for the Grand Californian, especially when they moved the monorail further away. Mm -hmm. I still remember staying at one of the the few times I did stay at at the uh, Disneyland Hotel, seeing uh, uh, a... uh, 
somebody try and drive under with an RV and knocking their air conditioner off <laughs> on, the, on the monorail track. <laughs> clearance, man, clearance. Wow. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. The Griswolds have come to Disneyland. That's, that's like a, that's something right out of uh, a vacation. Oh, yeah. It was area. just like, wow. Like, it was just like, just completely knocked off. I don't even remember if they stopped or anything to notice that they ripped off their air conditioner. <laughs> Your air conditioning is property of Disney parks now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, I definitely always dreamed about visiting the Disneyland hotel and like taking the monorail into the parks. That sounded like the coolest thing ever. Obviously, we have a couple more options when it comes to Disney World. That's still a thing. Uh, but it wouldn't take you in. It still doesn't take you inside the park, which is which is the major difference between Disneyland and uh, Disney World's monorail. But uh, but yeah, that was always a dream of mine. And it was kind of like such a bummer when that uh, when they moved that stop out with uh was it the re? Was it a rebuild of the Disneyland Hotel, or was it just with? It must have been. They must have done some kind of rebuild of one of the towers or something like that. And then I don't remember. I, I maybe it was just the rebuilding or the building of Downtown Disney to make it <laughs> a more of a destination for people to go. Another an actual reason to go. Sure. Uh, it is still pretty cool to take the monorail from downtown Disney into Tomorrowland. I, that is still a fun experience, like especially if you're if you're staying at one of those outer hotels where you can walk in through the Disneyland hotel entrance and just like slam right into the monorail. Like that is still good times for sure. As much as I like going through the Esplanade and going through the main entrance and, and down Main Street, something just super super magical about hopping on that monorail sure as <laughs> except for when it's like super super hot like <laughs> summertime peak oh man that monorail gets hot in there hot you know you you'd think that in the future the highway in the sky would have an air conditioning unit or some solution for that rather than just like yeah let's just crack a window it's <laughs> <laughs> not very futuristic what are we doing what is going on here but uh yeah i agree for sure. Luckily, I mean, in that sense, it is a good thing that you don't really rely on the monorail transportation. It's kind of like a glorified sort of ride. So then you just don't take it. You know, when it's hot outside, I'm going to skip the monorail. Anyway, though, so future. Future is obviously a big thing going on at the parks right now. We have a major rebuild of Tomorrowland going on with... Uh, Magic Kingdom right now. You have the Tron ride coming. I know that a lot of people are excited about that. Henry Hall included. It's going to be fantastic. We might have to go back to the Magic Kingdom just so that Henry Hall can straddle one of those Tron bikes. That in and of itself will be worth the trip. For sure. So we have... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Henry, you didn't. Uh, I'm giving you stuff to bite here, big guy. Come on. Uh, so, uh, so you've got you've got Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom. We also have word now. We have a major update to Tomorrowland at Tokyo Disneyland, which 
very much was built in the image of Disney World, but also contains a lot of classic Disneyland elements. And one of those classic elements is Disneyland Space Mountain. And it's not that 2005 rebuilt track, smooth as butter, Space Mountain. It is the original 1983 <laughs> <laughs> Space Mountain, which is not as much fun to ride. Uh, Magic Kingdom's version also not very much fun to ride. So, uh, yeah, that is getting replaced. And by replaced, it's not just kind of the the usual re-theme or even retrack that you'll see when a Disneyland ride kind of goes through some kind of transition. They are tearing this sucker down. <laughs> They're just demolishing it and completely rebuilding it to be a new and improved Space Mountain. So what they've talked about is that in 2024, it's going to be closed down, torn down, and then rebuilt for a more civilized time of 2027. And that'll be the new Space Mountain. It'll, it will anchor a new-ish Tomorrowland. They didn't really say it was a full launch of Tomorrowland, but they did say 2024 was going to be the start of a refreshed Tomorrowland in Tokyo Disneyland. And the one thing that the press release also highlights, they say that there will be, quote, uh, sorry, they say that it will be, quote, keeping the original concept as a thrilling indoor coaster that takes guests on a high-speed journey through space, but will include enhanced performance and immersive special effects. They also have a concept image going on of the exterior. Very curvy. <laughs> very, very circular. A lot of, lot of circular shapes going on there. Not uh, the sort of classic kind of angles, sharp angles that you see on uh, the old Space Mountain. And it almost has like a Tron-like look. Did you guys? Did you guys get any any of that? Yes, with like the blue lights, is very Tron light cycle kind of mm. kind of feels to it. Be interesting if that something like that ends up uh, being a part of Tokyo Disneyland it becomes Tron-like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't be a bad thing. Anyway, so that in and of itself is pretty wild. Obviously. The uh, the Tokyo Disney Resort has the distinction of being the only park uh, of any of the Disney parks that are fully not owned by Disney. Disney usually has like some kind of piece of the pie there. It's usually like 50%-ish of any of these international parks. Tokyo Disney Resort, 100% Oriental Land Company, and they pour tons of bank into their park and it shows everything at that park is like incredible. It is the, like, if it's a version that exists somewhere else, it's the best version. And they rarely have like really long breakdowns or maintenance issues. Like they have the Indiana Jones ride at Tokyo Disney sea and it works flawlessly. It was, it was like, it made me cry with joy <laughs> Not just because the ride is incredible, but it was like, yeah, this is this is the experience that like you just don't get anymore at uh, 
at uh, at Disneyland's version. There's always something broken. It's always something where like an effect is turned off. They even have like a couple of added effects that uh, that are not even in like that dark hallway where. You know, it's, it's just, just uh, your your engine Where goes the, out. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. And there's supposed to be like rats, rats or yeah. something above you. Yeah. Right? It's just a really bad well, effect. Well, I mean, now now you don't even get the rats. So it's just, just the dark <laughs> hallway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never works. Uh, in that hallway is this idol that yells at you and then shoots this plume of of smoke out that they light and they have a sound effect that plays that makes it look and sound and feel like a fireball is being shot at you, and you, like, fly through this fireball. It is, like, such an incredible effect. Completely caught me off guard because I was expecting uh, at least the rats. That's what I was expecting. Like, at least I know that the rats will work. It was like, no, the rats aren't even here. It is an idol that shoots fire at you. Okay. All right. Anyway. So, so you're telling me that the Indiana Jones... Indiana Jones ride is not an authentic experience at Tokyo Disney. Ah, yeah. Okay. It, it definitely <laughs> isn't because it is a completely different storyline even. And it doesn't take place in, so it's like, uh, it is, um, uh, it is supposed to take place in Peru in, uh, in the California version. And in the Tokyo version, it takes place in, uh, Mexico and it's like a Mayan temple mm. and it's the, it's the temple of the forbidden eye in California. And it has another name in Tokyo that now I totally, totally blank on, but even like, yeah, there's like different, there's different effects, right. Um, that they have throughout it. And it's like slight changes. The color schemes even are different. Like it has a very blue color scheme versus the reds of California. Uh, the, um, you know, there's like that fireball in the middle of the California version. This is like the one thing that the California version does better is that they've got that fireball in the main chamber. In Tokyo, it's like this tornado effect, uh, which is like cool. It's not as cool as fire. That's You can't top a fireball. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Uh, but even here's the crazy thing. I think you could make a good argument that the Indiana Jones ride at Q is like one of the best cues in any of the Disney parks. I think there's a solid argument to be made there. The only competitor to that crown would be the Tokyo Disney Sea Indiana <laughs> Jones ride queue. <Q. laughs> it's like significantly better. Uh, it is it is massive. The uh, they have like huge statues that are like crumbling and and just it looks like you're in these huge chambers where the Disneyland version is like very very tight right almost like claustrophobic so it's a different effect for sure but it, in terms of you feeling like you're going inside this like huge temple they they do a great job of that in uh, in Disney Sea anyway as most things do we've gone off on an Indiana Jones ride tangent which I'm okay with. It all comes back to that. Uh, but um, all of this to say that, uh, that yeah, like it's no doubt this is a very Oriental Land Company kind of move. They're going to throw a ton of money out of it. And it's like it, it really is in very much uh, in very much realistic kind of terms. 
the rides and the experiences that you see at Tokyo Disney parks are the kind of blue sky versions of what you oftentimes see in the other parks around the world. It's like, this is what the vision, if they had unlimited funds would look like versus what we get in California or Florida, or I guess anywhere where it's just like, yeah, all right, guys, we got to just, you know, we got to make it like make financial sense. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the, the thought that I had, of course, with this, because it, it's such a wild idea. Who would have thought that like space mountain of all things is going to get torn down and rebuilt in like a new and improved way. Got me thinking, what are the other rides around Disneyland? Let's stick with Disneyland in particular, because it is, uh, uh, that kind of iconic status that in many ways, Tokyo Disneyland has, um, what are the rides that, that, definitely need something like this where it would just make a lot of sense to just let's just tear it down and rebuild it not like tear it down and build something new there i think there are other rides that you could probably do that with but like what are what are some other attractions that like really could just get rid of the old completely rebuild it in a different kind of vision what what needs like what what makes the most sense for that to happen and then what would you like what would we like to to have that happen with? Um, I had a couple of examples. I'm curious. Maybe, Lori, we could start with you. Like, what, what was an idea that you had that maybe something would would be really awesome that uh, to just completely refresh in that way? It's, I don't know. It's like I had two that I was considering. Um, so one I think would be, what is it? The storybook canoes and going through Monstro. Ooh. Just because I don't know when the yeah. last time you got into it, <laughs> but in the last time we tried to get, it feels like that thing's going to capsize as two fully grown <laughs> adults climbing down into these canoes. Um, I think that, especially with all the new, you know, all the new stories, all the new movies and stuff that they can incorporate into that ride. Um, I, I would really like to see some them do something like that, really expand on that like storybook kind of fantasy, um, fantasy storytelling that they have. Um, mm. And then my other one, I don't see, I don't think it's going to be popular. I think the star tours. <laughs> Perfect. I think oh, star yeah. tours. I'm That's popular with okay. me. Yeah, I got you. I got your back here. I know that I know that Henry's going to yeah, come for I, you, but I know even just I walking, you. you know, right through the bay doors, getting that that whiff of oh, what is it? The um, like the mechanical. You can hear Henry's <laughs> breath uh, picking up here. It's like the mechanical kind of smell that goes along with it, because what it uh, what is it like a hydraulic fluid kind of from them, you know, moving the yeah, you know the the spaceships around is that it and it's just so kind of clunky and old and especially with all these other star wars i mean if they're gonna refresh tomorrowland it's like that's got to be one of their priorities I'm coming for you especially when we have a full-fledged yeah. star wars land on the opposite side in disneyland i think we can, i think we can do something better in that yeah, I, hate I me if you must. You. <laughs> well, and well, and to be clear, this isn't like 
This isn't like getting rid of Star Tours totally. This is rebuilding Star Tours as, as something better. As something within the same vision, but yeah, using kind of like modern day technology, bringing that vision even closer. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, with okay. you on this, especially okay. like, because I, as I long do, as you're keeping like, Star Tours, uh, they, it, it's not necessarily just getting rid of it. Uh, okay. If you're going to just keep it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Or, or if anything, go full on uh, Universal's Florida Hogwarts Express. And, it, okay. and you yeah. crash land the dream, at right? the Black Spire. That's the dream. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay. All right. All right. Now you're talking. That is like the bluest of blue skies. Yes. There, but. <laughs> that's, that's Tokyo Disneyland money right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is like, exactly. Major, like uh, maybe in like yeah, your your children's <laughs> lifetimes. Uh, yeah, no, I, Star Tours is a great example, and I almost feel like man, you could take that, maybe move it into or on the outskirts somewhere of Galaxy's Edge. So be, then it could you could have like three rides, right? And it's like yeah, it's kind of similar to Smuggler's Run, but you have the opportunity with it using kind of bunch of new technology and and an opportunity to just really differentiate it and i don't know some way different ways I, I love the idea of it being a transport to all of these different kinds of planets i love the randomized aspect to it uh that's all fun but i i do agree it shows its age i also agree that the way that i mean tomorrowland is a mess right now hopefully disneyland's tomorrowland is like the next tomorrow like Tokyo Disneyland, great. Uh, Magic Kingdom, great. Neither of those are the Tomorrowland that needed the most help. Anaheim needs help immediately. Um, and I do hope that, it, that uh, yeah, Star Tours sticks around. It, it is a lot of fun. I love the concept, but, yeah, move it over to Galaxy's Edge. I'm with you. And Hogwarts Express, that would be I mean, that right, would be that would be amazing. Because how much quicker yeah. can I get my breakfast Ronto wrap? If there's an express yeah. route. Mm. Yeah. Even just, uh, even if it was just like on the outer edges of Galaxy's Edge, like it was in the, you know, they do, they go through a lot of pains to try to set, make Galaxy's Edge, at least in Disneyland, feel separate from the rest of Disneyland Park. Uh, it'd be cool if it was like on the outer edges, maybe right by where Hungry Bear is. Maybe if, uh, if Critter Country takes a hike, which may happen once uh, Princess and the Frog takes over Splash Mountain, I guess, if that's still going to even happen, um, and they get rid of Critter Country, plop it down right there. And then, yeah, add like a little element where it feeds you right into Galaxy's Edge. It's just like a different exit from the show building that uh, exits you into Black Spire. Oh, that would be cool. I like this. Henry, you're taking notes, right? You're going to pass this on to the uh, the, the correct people, the appropriate ones? <laughs> Take that as a yes. Yeah, those are good. I like those. What about, uh, you got anything, Henry? Uh, my number one would be, uh, it would be the Matterhorn. This is that, my number one as well. Uh because that, that ride, I mean, it's very, like, iconic, 
But if you write it, and that's if you can write it, uh, it's very brutal, and it really shows its age. Like it's it's really like rickety, you know. So I think I think it needs to be it needs to be kept, but it it def, definitely needs a, a overhaul kind of rethink of it. Uh, definitely, the tracks need to be just completely redone. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. That is like there's a few. My number one and number two, and I'll get to my number two after you're done. But they're both similar in that, just like what you're saying. It's like such a fun concept and such a fun kind of nostalgic experience. But the ride experience is so uncomfortable <laughs> that it uh, it takes away from it. Like that is, I feel like the identity of the Matterhorn is as much its history and kind of nostalgic factor as it is just being known as a, just a, a bone breaker of an experience, like a super uncomfortable ride that you really want to do once and that's maybe it. You know what I mean? Because you, you remember riding it as a kid and thought it was really fun. And there are a lot of elements there that are really that are really fun. Like I love just the cue of that where you're kind of you've got the yodeling music playing. You've got that plaque with the Yeti footprint. Uh, they've got like the flags that are overhead and it, it just feels like this. It, it puts you in a really jolly kind of place. Uh, I love the idea of having those two different sides where it's almost like there's like a dueling kind of coaster vibe to it. I like all that. I like the Yeti. I like that anticipation of the Yeti that you get when you're in that, uh, you're on the lift hill. Everything after the lift hill is just, it's it's like hard to focus on <laughs> how fun those Yeti moments are and the interiors of that mountain and, uh, and all of that. It's hard to focus on that when you are just, you're just being brutalized and you know, you're just, your neck's popping out of your just spine. It's just, oh, it is yeah. not fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, they didn't do it any uh, favors when they changed the cars. Like I get it for safety reasons. I imagine they, they put in the individual like seat backs instead of people sitting like, between people's legs and whatnot, but that also made it impossible for me to ride. So it, it, they just need to kind of like, and even the one time I did ride it and it was painful, it, you felt every little bump, every bump. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> it's, it's, you just go like full blast into corners, like non-banked corners, <laughs> right? Or you hit these drops and then you immediately flatten out after the drop. So it's just like, oh, your spine and your bones are just getting compressed and just, yeah, yeah, that's true too. You are so, I, I panic when I'm in that, <laughs> and I'm in the ride vehicle because like getting in and out is so difficult and they're, they're like churning through those vehicles. So it's just like, it seems like the last couple of times I've ridden it. The, the the ride vehicle is in motion as I'm trying to like jam my knees under that like, you know, the little kind of like top of the car. Not fun. Yeah, I mean. Not that's, my idea of a Disney fun. 
I mean, that's what happened to me. Like they didn't stop it. And I wasn't actually even like, I didn't have my seatbelt on and literally wasn't even sitting in the uh, actual like seat. I was still hovering above and they just kind of like belted me in and we never stopped. And it was like, uh, (laughs) like I'm not sitting down. I'm not, it was like my knees are in my chest. I can barely breathe. Oh man, that was super painful. Oh. Mm. Yeah. No fun. Yeah. Like I said, I can do it once and it has to be like early in the trip. Uh, because usually by like midway or the end of my day, I'm like, hey, it's just not worth it. I'm not having it. I have no patience for that ride. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you hundred percent there. What what else you got? Uh I don't know if I should. I would love to see Say it. the people mover. <laughs> well, yeah, yes, yes, yes. If uh, I mean, this goes with the uh, the idea of a completely brand new tear down. I mean, you, you apply this concept to all of Tomorrowland, right? Like tear it down, rebuild it, including people mover. Well, that's I, what that would be. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily need. Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters <laughs> to be torn down and redone. Um, not that I would balk at the idea if they decided to redo it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying not to go for the completely obvious ones of like <laughs> the, the submarines and and Autotopia. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I would, I mean, for some reason, the People Mover has always been dear to my heart but then like going on the one that they had in uh going on uh walt disney world's one it wasn't the same uh because they had special things set up particularly for the people mover to make it feel like an actual ride instead of just a tour around around tomorrowland Uh, i think they had more of for Disneyland's Tomorrowland ride. And I miss it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so the submarines and auto and Autopia are two interesting examples because I guess the question there comes down to are both of those rides worth keeping and just rebuilding in a more modern way? Or is it just is it just worth just ditching them, moving on? Like this is usually the concept that I hear. The two things I hear of like Autopia is pretty consistently like one, why are these not electric cars? And two, like why don't they just get rid of it? And the why don't we just get rid of it is pretty much the only thing I hear about the submarines. Well, it's it's weird because I think both, if they actually, one submarine, it literally, like, the oceans are are still kind of very unexplored. So there's definitely something you could do there that would be kind of futuristic. Because there's still stuff that can be, hap- uh, futuristic stuff that can be done in the oceans. Um, mm. uh, as far as Autotopia, I think it's still a very something you don't want to get rid of because children love it 
And that's right. really who it's for. But yes, it should really be electric cars at this point. So it would need to be redone. Um, and I'm just tired of the fumes from that. I mean, like Disneyland's Autotopia is bad. But man, it is nowhere as bad as Disney World's. Disney World's, man, those fumes were rough. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's because yeah, Disneyland's is a bit more off the path, so it's easier to kind of like avoid the fumes, whereas it felt like uh, Disney World's is like right there or at least right there next to food. <laughs> so, <laughs> And like the main walkway, right? Yeah. Around, uh, Tomorrowland, yeah. So, but yeah, it's... Sh- I think it's still something that should be kept, but it really should be electric cars. I mean, kids love driving those cars, and I think it's it's still a valid experience, but man, why isn't it electric cars at this point? Yeah. Yeah, I think I may be totally remembering this incorrectly. I feel like I read something where... Imagineers tested out electric cars whenever that last switchover happened where I think Honda sponsors it now. Yeah. Maybe before they were going Honda, they had tested electric cars. And obviously this is a while ago before electric cars were as mainstream. Like I think even if you were to go electric cars now, you're not even future looking. You're like, yeah, welcome yeah. to <laughs> like five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> looking to 10 years ago. Uh but I think they did test it. And if I remember correctly, it was like th- the cars weren't able to charge up enough in between rides. Mm. So they were like blasting through the battery in like no time whatsoever. Um, now, like I said, either I may be remembering that incorrectly or it could just be that like, yeah, within the last 10 years or so, things have progressed to the point that it's doable now. Uh but yeah, I agree. Like if Autopia does stick around and I think it's one of those, it has opening day status, right? Like it has original ride status, which uh, those rides don't get axed very often. <laughs> Not at Disneyland anyway. Like people fight to keep that stuff around just because it's an OG. So uh, Every time that people suggest that, like, yeah, it's going to go away or they're going to take it out, it's like, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. But, yeah, I agree. Electric electric that sucker up if at all possible. Even if it's just, like, put an electric railing that's covered or, you know, protected down the center uh, and just use it that way. Something. Because, yeah, it just feels, it feels antiquated. Not, like, charming antiquated, but, like, what is this still doing? Just old and busted, right? <laughs> <laughs> old and busted. Man. Uh, was there another one that you had, Henry? Uh, no, not none that, you know, really kind of s- screamed out to me. Um, other than those. I mean. <laughs> Fair enough. Those those are screamers for sure. <clears throat> Yeah, the Matterhorn was my top one. Uh, I put submarines on mine as well, and you're 100% right that it is obvious um, 
And it doesn't have, it's an interesting one, right? Like there was that brief moment where it was gone and then people petitioned to bring it back and it came back. And so it doesn't quite have that like opening day ride status, but it does have that like Walt Disney touch status, right? Like people just, even though people don't like riding it, it's still like, it's, it's like quintessential Disneyland for whatever reason. That doesn't mean that. It, you know, it can't be completely rebuilt. But uh, I think the only, A, like, I think get rid of the Nemo stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, it's fine. Just yeah. get rid of it. Um, it would be, there was a rumor. This is what, this is what, this is what set me off on this. Uh, actually calling out the submarines for this topic. There was a rumor that Disney Plus, that for Disney Plus, they are developing a Nautilus TV show has to do with like the creation and the early adventures of the Nautilus. If, which is the submarine from 20,000 leagues into the sea for anyone that is not familiar with that. Now Disney world's version of the submarine voyage was a 20,000 leagues under the sea Nautilus submarine, which I was always jealous about. That was way cooler than just kind of generic at the time. Like, gray or yellow submarines, right? Way cooler to be in the Nautilus or a version of that. They could totally, I shouldn't say they could, they should totally go for the tie-in, completely just retheme this as a Nautilus adventure, add in some like really cool effects, make the ride experience more, you know, significantly better because, like I said, just like the Matterhorn, uh, it is not a very fun ride experience. It's just like it's very cool that you're underwater. And I think that is the sticking point. That's where that's where a lot of people get really defensive about it. Is like it's so cool because it's underwater. It's not like digital or anything like that. Like a lot of these other kind of like rides or submarine rides are. Uh, the the twenty thousand leagues under the sea ride at Tokyo Disney Sea goes in a completely different direction. It's very cool, very fun, but there is, you're not underwater at all. In fact, like they create an effect to make it seem like you're going underwater um, and you have bubbles in your window. Like it's a double pane window that has water that shoots bubbles around to make it look like you're underwater. It's a pretty cool effect, but you're clearly just like floating and you're like, you know, uh, uh, extended from like an, a track above you and you're floating in like a really dark kind of like uh, gloomily, gloomily, gloom, gloomy, gloomy, gloomy lit room. Uh, but uh, so, which is cool. But again, like there's something really awesome about it being like, no, you're underwater for this ride. Um, doing something like that with the Nautilus, again, if it's like a fresh theme, would be would like scratch that 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 like perfect blend of nostalgia for people that either remember the old Walt Disney World ride or remember 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea or just remember the old submarine adventure rides but then also this new generation presumably that is watching it on Disney Plus because there's just not a lot of new content coming out on Disney Plus. So anyone that is really into Disney Plus just eats up whatever they're throwing at you these days. It's like it's it's a wasteland. What's going on, Disney? Like you gotta you gotta churn out better quality content. Am I right? Like, geez, Louise, it seems like you're waiting forever for new stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think for for us, we just wait for the Marvel or the Star Wars stuff, <laughs> and then we watch it. Um, but yeah, actually, I'm I'm behind a a, a not Nautilus retheme. What they should do is do the Nautilus retheme, and then to top it all off, they can jungle cruise it. So instead of just Whoa. just just going through looking at all this stuff, have somebody like narrating over it, like, "Hey, this is what you're going to see in 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 the ocean," and be give, cracking jokes. Hey, man, it it works for Jungle Cruise, which really, if you take that part out, that is a boring <laughs> ride. But they make it they make it more <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> they make it more uh, interesting. So you know, yeah. Dude, well, you know what, Henry? Uh, I know this is unintentional, but this is, again, like, uh, just take some notes. Let's maybe just send them out to somebody that may or may not have some pull in the Disney park scene because uh, there is a, uh, a Disney Plus series that they have confirmed around the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, which... During the slight re-theme of the Jungle Cruise, they they linked the Jungle Cruise as part of this kind of adventure society that links a few of the various different Disney rides around the around the world. Like it's it's uh it's like one of these weird little elements, but like the Tower of Terror in Tokyo is a society of explorers and adventurers. Now the Jungle Cruise is. I believe that Roaring Rapids in Shanghai Disneyland is. It's probably another like really obvious one that uh, that I'm missing right now. There you go, buddy. Link in the Nautilus with that the Nautilus ride, and uh, and uh, you've got synergy. So that's the that's the favorite word around Disney corporate, right? Synergy. Yes, or ecosystem. This is what it is. E- oh, there we go. This is why I like you. <laughs> ecosystem or or synergistic ecosystem. Whoa, dude. I'm pretty sure if you threw that out at a meeting, you'd get a promotion. <laughs> that may be too many buzzwords for me to use without my own head exploding. <laughs> Colin BS, yeah. Now you're trying too hard, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I uh yeah, I like your idea. Just uh, something I think you're right. Like the ride the ride needs a little bit more personality and I think think the whole finding Nemo is not the right way of going about it, but obviously it fills the need of them needing to, you know, have more IP in their parks. But that was the kind of fun thing about the original uh, submarine voyage was it definitely had a personality to it between kind of the weird sea monsters that you were running into and mermaids when it first opened. Jeez, it's wild. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, and then the last, the the third one, the last one, this is a little controversial, but maybe not. I feel like they need to do a tear down and rebuild of the monorail. Maybe not the car itself that we were joking about that clearly Smacy <laughs> would be okay. It's not like Southern California doesn't get warm. But uh, but a new rebuild where it extends into California Adventure, that always like feels weird that it doesn't go there. 
Like, uh, especially, I mean, you, you know, Gloria, you were talking about Hogwarts Express at Universal Orlando, where the only way you can ride it is if you have a park hopper ticket, basically. Bang. Right there. Like the, the stretch between, uh, you know, a stretch between parks is you just need a park hopper or something like that in order to, to ride that direction. I don't know. Something. But expand it out a little bit so that it feels a little more than just a glorified ride, which is kind of how it is right now, right? Like you're, like I was saying before, you're just, you're not really using it as a form of transportation. Maybe if you're going from the end of downtown Disney or you're coming from the hotel into Tomorrowland, but that's very few people. Most people are only riding the Tomorrowland, uh, you know, or hopping on at Tomorrowland, maybe doing a full loop, maybe getting off at downtown Disney and then hopping back on. But, uh, but yeah, it's just not really transportation. And I think it could be, you could really do that. You could transport around, uh, you could transport around California adventure, have at least one station there. We're talking about, you know, this whole Disneyland next thing going on into the future where the theme parks extend out into the area where all of the hotels are and those parking lots are the Timon and Pumbaa parking lot. Have a, have a little station there. Something that makes it feel a little more connected, makes those parks feel a little more connected through this monorail. That would be it. That would be the business right there. I'm all for that. All right. I mean, I definitely am not, you know, I would not object to extending the monorail so that it's, it's too iconic to like, you know, it's very iconic of the Disney parks, but yeah, it does. It is kind of weird that it does not uh, extend, uh, include uh, California Adventure. It makes California Adventure feel less inclusive to the Disney parks, kind of like yeah, less a part of it since it's not at least like you're not traveling around it. So yeah, <laughs> I I can agree with that. What? And it's like it goes through the front of California Adventure and it goes through the Grand Californian, right? You can kind of see it a little bit, but uh, but yeah, not really. Not much. That's crazy. Oh, and my 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 fourth one is a complete retheme, tear down and retheme of Buzz Lightyear Astro Blaster. I forgot that one. That is my last one. I want it torn down. I want it rebuilt. And I want it rebuilt so that the guns actually work. <laughs> what do you mean? The guns every, work. They every work time I ride that ride, the guns don't work right. They don't work right. Well, They're not as accurate as they should be. Uh, I just think, I mean, I can't help it if you're cross-eyed, man. It's, it's just. I, I aim at the target. I pull the trigger. I don't I don't get my See, points. just. I get a lot of points. Just tear it down <laughs> and rebuild it just like they have at Midway Mania, and then we'll be good. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking. Well, you have yours, I me. have mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as they don't rebuild it as the uh, as the Magic Kingdom version, where you can't lift out the guns and the yeah, guns are attached yeah, to the car. That was that weird. Was so that annoying. Was I want to say, I'll, I'm, I'm hope I'm correct here. This is the only thing that makes sense to me. 
that it was built there first. And they quickly realized after it was too late, oh, we, 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 we screwed up. We, we got to make these guns a little more mobile. We shouldn't have attached them to the seat. Let's make sure that all the other versions, uh, you can actually do that. I don't know. It seems like I thought the one in Disneyland was first. Mm. But, I mean, I could be completely wrong at that. I don't, I, I've never looked that one up. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Because it's the only thing that makes sense to me. Other, other than that, it's, uh, it's a little strange. I couldn't say. Huh. Yeah. I mean, although I could see where having them attached prevents them from uh, being destroyed mm. as easily. So maybe that's what it is. It's cost saving. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Good call, Henry Hall. Well, geez. Man. Sounds like you just want to tear it all down and restart over. <laughs> I want He's to like t- all of all of Tomorrowland. All well all of Critter Country. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, listen, okay. Tomorrowland makes all the sense in the oh, world. Yeah. We know this. This is like to to everyone's point, it needs to happen. And uh, you know, it does does Astro Blaster if that has to go, then so be it. Maybe they could save it. I don't know. I, it it all depends on what direction they go to, right? Like what 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 is the new version of Tomorrowland at Disneyland? Because I think we all agree that the idea, and I mean, even this was like Walt Disney's thing was like the challenge of that land was that tomorrow always comes. And then you're always kind of immediately behind the times at some point. So if you don't go like the retro future that, that Paris went, then you're kind of boxed in. So, you know, who knows if they go retro, then I guess anything goes. Sure. No, it could. Oh, by the way, it appears that magic kingdom was first. Oh, there you go. That makes sense. So that makes sense. I was completely wrong. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Here's the other area. Here's the other area that needs to get rethemed. I've thought about this, or at least uh, torn down and rethemed. There is the, uh, oh, I always forget the name of this area, but it is the, the area of Pixar Pier that's technically not Pixar Pier that goofy's sky school is in it's like garden something paradise gardens it uh it's just like the strange kind of area they're like what are we doing with this and you know goofy sky school is it you know that would have been on my list but the more i thought about it it takes up like no space right yeah (laughs) it's like it's just this small little area that has like zero footprint that uh, you're not going to fit anything else in there. So you'd have to, you know, tear down that whole area except for the the Little Mermaid ride, which I think technically is in Paradise Gardens. You could leave that up, but uh, everything else goes down and you rebuild it with some new Toy Story, cool, fun Pixar themed ride, right? Oh, it's not no. Toy Story. Actually, they should put like a, a Coco themed ride there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Something not Toy Story, but Pixar because it's already very Toy Story heavy there. Yeah. I would I would love to see. So, I mean, they already have Coco in that area. 
I mean, that's such a like a beautifully colorful like movie. Have a ride, a dark ride with that uh, colors and the contrast of dark with those colors would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It definitely would be. That would be really awesome. Even if it was just like a tour of, of uh, what did they call that? The Land of the Undead or whatever that mm-hmm. area was called, the movie. That'd be really awesome. You're, you're 100% there. I support this. Um, I, you know, now that I think about it, there's a lot of areas within DCA that could be totally just <laughs> torn down like uh, uh, and and just kind of redone. DCA is a little bit of a mess still feel like uh you have like hollywood land which kind of makes sense but it's kind of doesn't make sense anymore is it gonna be i know i know that there's a lot of rumors and people talking about like is this gonna be an expansion area for avengers campus i don't know kind of makes sense because uh there's just not that much going on in hollywood land even less so now that the hyperion is like empty (laughs) and that whole area is just kind of like the spillover for uh, for Pim's test kitchen. Well, I mean, they still use that area for like, like the the small of why do we even say small? But for like events when people when they have like cheerleading competition or they have the music events and stuff like that, where they have like band high school bands and stuff, they always put them there behind there for the performances so because they don't have anything better else going on there right well now. they used to have the the uh the bad tea party over there that was awesome oh that was so good <laughs> yeah they used to also have like uh live shows going on at the iper and that was also like yeah. a good use of that space but oh but i hated those seats, I mean, man those seats were so uncomfortable. That's true, I think la- the one time we sat in there, like my knee was killing me afterwards. Like I couldn't mm. even stand up. So in so much pain, but uh, <laughs> pretty much the guy in front of him is pretty much sitting in his lap. He's so close. <laughs> Man. But yes, the live shows were actually like really good too. I mean, just the quality of, of the production was excellent. Yeah, Aladdin was good times. I saw Frozen. <laughs> yeah, I do regret. For the longest time, I didn't know what yeah. it was, and I would see Aladdin. I was like, okay, it's just, you know, like a backdrop, like a movie theater poster. Before I realized, and it's like, man, like I really would have preferred to see Aladdin or see any of the other shows throughout the years. <sighs> Yeah. So I hope they bring it back. I don't know. It'll be, I, I hope so too, but it feels like, man, I don't know if they are yeah. anymore. <laughs> I think there's a time where it made sense, but uh, it also is like, it is a strange transition to go into. And, and that's basically, I feel like DCA, you could refer to it as the land or the park of strange transitions right now. This is really weird to go from like, classic hollywood to avengers campus true (laughs) oh here we go this is weird this is a weird transition yeah i I can agree with that so 
I don't know. And it's like, I like the, uh, the monsters Inc ride is fun. It's kind of cute and charming and it works, but it's not like, there's no reason to protect it. If you've got better ideas for that area. Yeah. That being said, I think the, I think the only hesitation I would have in saying that that is for sure going to be the case is that uh, they're not even sure if or when they're going to get to this Quinjet ride, right? (laughs) Maybe get that done first before there's any expansion talk. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe that they kind of put that on hold. But they keep moving forward with all these other things that they're, like, changing. Like, you know, you got, like, so much change going on at Epcot, given Epcot really needs... Uh, these changes, yeah. but it's like uh, Disneyland or California is not getting any love at this point, other than it's our turn, Henry. It's our turn. Other than the uh, Mickey and Minnie's run runaway ro- railroad, but uh, that's just that's just backwash from Hollywood Studios over there. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll see. Maybe at D23 this year. This is going to be the year, right? Said this the last five or so years. This is going to be the year. (laughs) Do Tomorrowland. I don't think so. (laughs) If they can't get a Quinjet ride, (laughs) they're not going to do an overhaul of Tomorrowland. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Sending me off into the night with... uh, with just positive vibes, huh, Henry? Doing as you do. Well, I will give you the positive vibes that the two weekends ago I actually had pineapple Dole Whip. Like, oh, once again, there we go. Yes, the uh, my source at home, the uh, Tootie Melon reopened, so I was able to get me some pineapple Dole Whip. Yes, nice. It's good. I gotta find a Tootie Melon around here. Well, there's one here in Fairfield, so come for a visit. I head all the way up to Fairfield. Time, time I, I better start leaving now. <laughs> On my way. When do they open? <laughs> well, that just about does it for today. Remember, you can catch The Great Park Hop on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your favorite podcast service just so happens to be. As always, if you made it this far, you're hopefully enjoying the podcast. So don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, and hit that like button. This has been episode 67 of The Great Park Hop, and we'll catch you next time. Until then, stay healthy, everybody. Henry, Lori, you guys take care, all right? Enjoy those Dole Whips. (laughs) Take care, man. (laughs) Take care. I want one. Grab a Dole Whip for me. I'm really going to come up and, and, eat, and, eat, and eat a dole. They had a, Fairfield. They had a lime dole. Oh, my God. All right. I'm, where's my keys? Where are my keys? I'm on my way. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.